Virginia. I'm Chris Lang for the Virginia State Golf Association, and welcome to this episode of the Golf in the Commonwealth Podcast. This is the first episode of the third season of this podcast, and we sincerely appreciate the listener support we've received during the first two years as we've gotten this off the ground. We're looking to make the third year the best one yet. Before I took a job at the VSGA, I spent 20 years in print media, working at several newspapers, most recently the News in Advance in Lynchburg. Shout out to all my Hill City people. When we would write long-form features or takeouts, as they say in the biz, we'd often conduct lengthy interviews where only a fraction of what was said in those interviews would actually appear in the print story. One of my go-tos to maximize the time spent with the subject was to transcribe everything and drop what wasn't used into a blog post, a reporter emptying the notebook, so to speak. Thankfully, we have this audio forum here, so you don't have to read through thousands of words of text because who has time to do that these days? I'm hoping everyone listening has had a chance to check out the January-February issue of Virginia Golfer Magazine. And the cover story on Nick Stuby, a VSGA member from Richmond, you probably know better as Fat Perez, at least if you're heavy into the golf scene on Instagram. We talked for close to 45 minutes up at Keswick in November before heading out for a photo shoot, so I wanted to share that entire interview here to supplement the story. As it was not necessarily recorded as a podcast interview, you'll hear some ambient noise in the background, you know, the server coming by to fill up water, other people in the grill talking, etc., etc. And the other voice you'll hear commenting from time to time is Paul Pierce, the photographer who captured the excellent images that went with the story. Settle in for our full interview with Fat Perez. Just take me from the beginning. Like uh, your, your journey into golf, obviously, you had to be, you have to, you have to have some chops of golf to, to do what you're doing now. Sure. So, I mean, uh, when did you start playing? Um, I since I could walk, essentially. Um, my, it's a, it's in my family. Uh, my grandfather, uh, my dad grew up in, in upstate New York at Oak Hill. Um, and my grandfather was very active in um, championships up there. Um, he was club president for a few years, sort of on all the committees for the Ryder Cups and U.S. Opens and PGAs that they had up there. Um, and was pretty involved in the USGA, kind of outside of the club as well. Um, so it's just it's it's been in my family and I never really had a choice. I don't know when I started to play golf because I was you know could probably just stand and walk and keep myself you know um, moving. But um, yeah, so I don't I don't remember anything other than golf um, and sort of always grew up playing it. But not you know it wasn't a lot of pressure to like get really good at it. It was just something that we enjoyed doing and something that we did on vacations and you know we were we grew up always at a club wherever we lived and um but it, it wasn't pressure to, to be competitive or be very good gotcha. or anything like that I, I think that was more like i decided that at some point um that i loved it and i wanted to try to get as good as i could get at, at it um and growing up at, at jefferson lakeside when we moved down here when i was in fourth grade or so um kind of summers my you know instead of having a going to camp or having like a babysitter or something my dad would just drop me off at lakeside on his way to work in the morning and he'd come pick me up when he was done um and i would just play you know walk and play i would um there was no range at the time so um any all the practice i did was short game around the putting green making shots up so my short game still benefits from that you know there's years of only working on that um and then yeah just annoying tom barry in the clubhouse probably uh, every day so you know he 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 had some child care that he never really signed up for for years and years um but it, it just like i i couldn't get enough of it i never there wasn't a day that i like i didn't want to like get up early and go into work you know go to work with him and get dropped off and um, so yeah, just just playing and then started playing kind of like the was it the like um, the junior tour. I think mm-hmm. back then it might have been like RGA yeah. junior tour, the Honda tour, or something called something like that. Yeah, because I don't think we started our junior yeah. golf circuit sort of thing until like 2010. I want to say it was like the Richmond Honda junior tour or something. Sure. It might have been run by the RGA. I, I don't even know, but um, you'd go anywhere from like Prince George golf course to um, like Sycamore, right, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'd play a, a little bit of that during the summer. Um, never really did like AGGA or anything like that. Um, I didn't even make the golf team my freshman year of high school. Um, so I didn't really turn to be a, 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 a good golfer until, you know, middle, beginning of my high school career. And then I, you know, I wanted to play in college and, um, you know, got pretty good, got to scratch by the time I was junior, senior, and decided on D3. Gotcha. Um, so that's sort of, you know. And from there, I just sort of always played and finished school, got in the regular working world. I mean, it's, you know, Saturdays and Sunday mornings I'm playing golf, um, but it wasn't, you know, ever really a major focus as far as a career or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I, I like to have a good time on the course and, and outside of the, the golf course, I, it's a little bit of that and um, just sort of did that for a long time and um, then COVID happened and um, essentially, you know, all you could do was play golf. Um, you know, if you were a golfer, that's really all you were allowed to do. Um, you, you know, I worked from home and I played golf and um, Bob, who always had kind of an Instagram presence, um, him and, and, and Cole Cuts had kind of started this um, channel um, that kind of got into golf. And I had followed him for, followed Bob for a little while because he had done sort of random kind of comedic videos for a long time. My, my buddy had turned me on to him. And once he started kind of getting into the golf stuff, I think the first thing he did was he kind of, he was heckling Bubba Watson at the Genesis the like, not today, bub, not yeah. today, bub. And, and it, so that was the first time he had kind of transitioned, I saw, into something golf-related. And I was like, oh, like, I can really, like, that resonates with me for sure. Yeah. So I started paying a little bit more attention to the stuff he was doing. Um, and then at some point, he started doing these, like, Zoom happy hours during COVID, which is something I would have never in a normal world ever participated in right. you know, I was interested in going to my own happy hour curbside yeah. I wasn't going to get on a computer that's and, my bar yeah, yeah that's a great spot <laughs> um, yeah that, that, that's where I was I was going to be and, and now it's funny like the way the world is now if, I would never do it so it was just this weird thing of the timing of it that um, I was like yeah I'll hop on this thing I'm working late it'll be background noise you know a live podcast or whatever it is and so yeah I just uh, I tuned in one night and um, I was sitting at work wasn't even going to put my camera on but everybody else had their camera on so it's like I don't want to be the one guy so I turned it on then I realized oh I'm and I'm sitting in my office you know I don't I, I don't know if I should have my name showing the you know I just I, I got I don't even know why I thought this way but I was like I don't know if my boss would like this like you know showing the internet the inside of our office with my real name so I changed it yeah. to this nickname that my buddies had given me um, that I didn't particularly like but I couldn't think of anything <laughs> else um, and uh, and I guess he saw it and I was sitting there and he was just like who is like got this new guy fat Perez like what's your deal essentially and it went into this whole thing and um, yeah it was it was cool to just you know it was interaction with people that we had, we hadn't had during that time for you know months it felt like and uh, it was fun like it was it was you know laid back and I was like all right that was that was all right you know I've got nothing to do next week so I'll go back on it so I just kept kind of Going back to it week to week, it gave me something to do on a Thursday or Wednesday night. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just sort of built a small relationship with them through that. Was it hyperbole, or were you really pounding beers in your cubicle? The first time I wasn't. The first time <laughs> I was, yeah, the first time I actually wasn't, because I was, they had asked me to give a cheers to the happy hour, and I was like, I would, but, because where I worked, I loved where I worked, you know, we we leave beer in the, the kitchen fridge for, you know, if you're working late, go grab one after five o'clock, whatever, you know, you know, don't drink, don't drink 10 beers, but right. you know, if you want to sit there, you know, work late and have a beer or two, go for it. So I had went to grab one and there wasn't any beer in there. So I was like, oh shit, like, I guess we drank it all. So I just came up with something essentially. I was like, wow, my manager drank all my beer. Like, I guess it's his fridge, but it's my beer. Like I got to talk to him about this. So they were like, what in the world are you doing? The next time I came back, I was drinking. I came back, I was eating like pizza randomly. So just these little things. And 
Um, they came over to the East Coast to play around uh, Pinehurst area, and I was going to be down there that weekend with my wife um, already, so it was perfect. So I hit Joe up, and I was like, hey, no big deal. Like, I'm, I'm going to be down there. Um, if you guys want to link up for a beer, no big deal. Like, just thought I'd hit you up. And they were like, yeah, come on. Um, so I met him for the first time on the putting green at Pinehurst. And then um, we had some drinks and stuff on the back patio by 18 Green. And that led into, like, hey, do you want to come have dinner at the, the inn? And so I'm sure, yeah, whatever. And I don't even think they really knew I played golf at that point. I guess they did because I was at the putting green and sure. had a putter in my hand. But I don't think they, you know, I I think that's the whole thing of, the, of what I am, I guess, is that it doesn't look, look, I don't look like I should have some game so to them when they were like so like how you know do you play how good are you and I was, at the time I was like one or two handicap I was like yeah I'm one or two and they're like no you're not like you're, you're, no you're not and I was like yeah I mean I kind of am and they're like well we, there's only three of us tomorrow for um, number four in the morning and number two in the afternoon like do you want to come play and I was like alright yeah and it was Monday and I had to work. I was going to go back and work. So I was like, I can't do the morning. I need to work, get some stuff done. But I'll come try to be there to play number two in the afternoon. So went and did that and played pretty well. And they got kind of the first bit of content that I was in. Um, and, uh, and so this was with... Uh, this is with, with Bob, Joe, and then uh, another guy um, who we call Back Nine Chuck. Okay. Who kind of had them down to um, to North Carolina. Um, so and then and then me. So they they were kind of always making it into like a golf vlog trip. Yeah. Um, so they you know it was very early on. It was just doing it with the phone and very basic stuff. Like going back and looking at that content now, it, it's 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 funny to see kind of where we where that was and like the Homa match and like the, 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 the gap in production quality and what we're doing so um, but that was kind of the first thing and you know it it got decent response of like what is that guy like this, this dude doesn't make any sense and um, and I went out to LA maybe a couple months later to, to play golf with them and Bob has like a good knack of just sort of keeping content rolling on his stories of just like in the moment. Um, you know, we put out videos and stuff like the episodes on YouTube, but even when we're on our trips and just like the Instagram content that we're putting out like real time, and just because we're ridiculous people together in an Airbnb, you know, making stupid decisions or whatever it might be, or you know, we had too much to drink or whatever it is. Um, so he just kind of keeps keeps the camera rolling, and he just I guess he just kept telling me like something when I put you on here something happens and like um, you know there might be something to this and I, I never believed it like to me it was like cool to you know do some different golf stuff that I might not have done otherwise play some golf courses that I wouldn't have um, but I never even at that point never thought it was something that I was gonna do with them or even by myself or in, in any regard um, that wasn't until effectively the foreplay match foreplay wanted to collab with Bob the Sports which at the time was just him and Joe mm -hmm. and you know they had a foursome they had two and they were like we gotta figure out a foursome um, they were like we want you to come play with us uh, you'll be our third and we gotta figure out our fourth which ended up being our producer the Jet and doing that, um, it's even then I'm like, oh, this should be a really cool thing to do. Like, it, you know, I can show my kids this shit on the it's on the little yeah. live on the internet forever. Like, look at look at the stupid thing your dad did one time. Um, I still never thought anything was going to happen, but it was just how everything came together and the way that they produced it. You know, I'm I'm thankful for how they kind of showcased me in that in that match. Um, you know, when you make a video like that with all of the footage, you can kind of write the, whatever story you want to write. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that they sort of um, highlighted some of the ridiculous things that I did and said, I guess. Um, but that, that changed everything. That, when, that, when that video got released, even when we were there and the content around that day, but then it was maybe a month, six weeks until the video actually came out. And when that happened, and the response to me and my following on Instagram just shot up. I mean, I remember in January in Vegas with them, 
I, we, I was I was like, this is nuts. I have five thousand followers. That was January of this year, and now I'm at almost 130 in you know 11 months, um, 10 months. So that that's just the trajectory of like you know sitting in Vegas in January with these guys. It was just you know we were on a trip to Vegas that you know playing cool courses. You know, I, it was just like this is a cool trip to Vegas with these guys. Yeah. You know, that was the sort of thing that I thought I was going to get out of it was or not get out of it, but like enjoy about it was being with them at different places that I would never have done otherwise. I never thought it was going to transition into like I can like leave my job and, and, and do you know this full time. But it was I think that drop that video dropped on like a Thursday, and then Friday Saturday I you know was talking with the media company that backs our group about, you know, a contract to like do this stuff full time and brands that kind of came along that wanted to, to, you know, work with me. And so it happened extremely quickly. It's about two weeks or it might not, it might've been six, five, six days after that video dropped to when I realized like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, so that was, that was a very interesting time for me um, and then, did you feel like you were taking a chance there on something or did you feel pretty good about it that, that, that this was going to be something that you could you could really establish yourself yeah in? I mean I, I think I think in, in some ways yes I think that um, I still feel that way in, in some regard I, I'm you know I, I, I'm an accountant that's what I did um, so I have you know forecasting mentality and you know revenue planning like in my mind all the time and it's just a it, there's, there's a lot of unpredictability in what it is I mean you, you can make deals you know my contract lengths and the amount you know it's just a big math problem right but you never know how long it's gonna go yeah right so you know I still feel like we're at the very beginning of what we are doing um, so I feel comfortable um, but you know I, I don't I yeah I, I, I feel like it's got to be the sort of the way like a professional athlete must think as far as you know you don't know how long you're going to be doing this so don't assume that you're gonna that I can't assume that this will be going on as long as I would have if I'd saved my other job, right? Yeah. I don't I can't imagine that people are gonna watch me make you know, play golf when I'm fifty five years old. Um, but I've had people say your audience is gonna grow up with you. So, you know, like I don't know what that looks like. So I mean, some is some of the answers that is yes, and some of it is um, you know, if I got offered a job in my normal field for the amount of money that is, is coming in through this stuff, then maybe a no-brainer that I would make that move. Yeah. So it's some it's sort of like, you know, what a, like how how can I not do it? I, I would I would I would I've gone back and forth with it. My wife gave me basically. Uh, this is what you, this is what has to be the reality for me to feel comfortable with you doing it, and that got like obliterated very quickly. And I think she thought like, oh, I, I set the bar too low, and um, <laughs> you know, and, and some of it was just like, if I if I don't do this, I'm going to be thinking about it forever. Yeah, I mean, you can get another accounting job. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not an accountant. Is yeah. not like one of those things you can't go back and do. Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate in that way that it's not like, you know, I, I wasn't doing a role that I'm going to like totally lose the industry. And if, if I, you know, if I'm away for 10 years, and you know, it's not like I was sitting on a beach in Costa Rica surfing for 10 years, right? Not doing anything. Like it's a, it's a, it's a crazy story that I can tell if I ever have to go back into that world. But, but hopefully, you know, like I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I haven't changed my lifestyle. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have like crazy expensive taste that I've been, you know, kept away from until now. So, um, you know, well, it's like, comfortable. I mean, you're well, sure. It's, golf, it's, it's so. still, yeah. I mean, look. The, here's the reality: yeah. is that what I was spending money on in my like hobby wise is now what I do and I don't so it's like 
it's it's sort of like I don't pay for what I would pay like if I had all the money in the world what would I spend it on what I'm doing yeah right now yeah and, that, and so it's like and I'm making money doing it so it's like this whole thing of like I, I you know I, I would have to make up something to spend money on um, so in that regard like if it only lasts ten years if I don't if I don't be crazy about myself, then yeah. who knows? But that could be enough and get into like something I'm passionate about, start a business that I like in the golf space or, you know, I, I, I love golf. I love golf and I love golf architecture and the history of golf. So like getting to a point where I could like go, like start a golf club or something with, with a group, um, there are things like that that I think about of like, all right, if, if this YouTube stuff goes away, how can I still be in the world of golf and make an impact and, you know, keep doing what I love? I, I don't, you know, I hope that I never sit in a cubicle again. Um, but, um, who knows? You know, I loved what I did. I would have done, you know, stayed with my job for a long time. It's just this was something that's hard to ignore. But I've also been doing this for you know I left my job at the end of July. Gotcha. So I've been doing it for four months. It's like a kind of a whirlwind. Yeah, it's crazy. It feels it feels shorter and it feels longer at the same time because of everything that we've done. It feels like how could I how could we have done all of these things in that amount of time? But it also feels like it feels like two years ago that I left my job. So yeah. it's like, but then like also like you know. You know, I walk. I'll go see you know my old coworkers back in my office, and feel it feels like I was there yesterday. So it's it's, it's super bizarre. So the nickname was we came organically from from mm-hmm. your, from from your buddies that you were playing golf. Yeah, like, I hated did you have it. did you have the hair at the time? I did. So okay. I didn't always have long hair. Yeah. Um, I, I not at all, and then I kind of grew it out. Um, then I had to get a job out of college in, in accounting, so mm-hmm. I had to cut my hair, and then I started to sort of grow it out once I. Kind of got to that point. It was comfortable where I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't like the nickname. Obviously, uh, at the beginning, I don't know who would. But um, yeah, I was just at. I think it was at Hermitage with some buddies um, who I who I played with. Obviously, but I was playing a guy that I hadn't, and he wanted to play against me in a match. And um, I was. I just played great. Came out and got up early on him and. Um, my buddies just said something like, you know, with the hair and like the way you're playing right now, it's like Pat Perez out here, and the guy's just, you know, four down through five, and the car pissed off. He's like, it's more like more like Fat Perez, <laughs> and they were like, oh my god, like, that's ridiculous, like whatever. And I was like, yeah, great. And so I was hoping it faded away and would just die at the end of that match or that that round. Uh, and the next thing I know, I've got, you know, my buddy's handed me a dozen golf balls with Fat Perez on it. And it's pretty obvious that they're not letting it go. Right. And, you know, with nicknames and stuff, you know, if you, if you, if you tell people you hate something, they're just going to keep it rolling. So I acted like it didn't bother me, hoping that, like, the, you know, that they, they thought I didn't care and it would fade away, but it didn't. And in some ways, I'm glad it didn't. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that Nick Stuby would have made an impact on that Zoom call. I don't. I'm not sure it would have made an impact on the content. Um, I think the name has something to do with it, uh, with the whole thing. Um, but I mean, I'll say that like what we do. I don't. I can't speak for anybody else in the space, but it's the easiest job that that any of us have ever had because we're just being ourselves. Um, you know, other than the name, I, I'm not doing anything different than I would here out with some buddies, or you know, it's 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 Nick Stuby as Fat Perez being Nick Stuby. So uh, there's no acting, there's no scripts in what we do. You know, the the golf just ends up as it ends up. All the fireworks end up as they do. None of that stuff scripted. I mean, we aren't actors. If we if we were trying to do that, it would be so obvious, and we'd be horrible at it that we'd crash and burn. So, like, you know, we, we play rounds of golf without the cameras, and they're just as ridiculous, sometimes more ridiculous, where we wish the cameras were rolling. Um, so, it's it's great. Like, I, I just go and play golf with my buddies, and there's a couple cameras around, and, you know, we have a, a great editor uh, and producer that, that, that puts it all together and, and uh, something that apparently you know, people seem to enjoy. Um, 
still very surreal. The whole thing's very surreal. Everything that we do is, yeah, it's not surreal. Have you met Peppers? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't even really. But if he's aware, if he's aware, of you know, I, I would. I don't know. I don't know that. Um, his his wife is like like some of the stuff that I've posted, okay. um, and I, I did a podcast with his brother. Um, he he and the guy Matt Cook do a do a podcast. Um, so I went on that. So and I don't know if Pat watches that or right. or what the relationship with him and, and Mikey is, but um, I've never reached out to him. Hmm. Uh, we have. Like Riggs from Barstool knows him pretty well. Um, there's this guy Butsy, who's a uh, Instagram golf guy out in Scottsdale that knows him well. That I that I've talked to. So I kind of feel like it'll happen. You know, I, I guess my desire is that it sort of happens organically yeah. at like a bar or something, or, or, or you know, over around the golf. I, I don't. You know, I didn't. You know, I, I think the guy has a similar vibe to me as far I think him and I would have fun on and off the course, yeah. but I wouldn't say he's like my favorite golfer growing, or like growing up or even the timing. The nickname was given to me, and, and it's only because fat pattern that ride the same. I mean, it's really in the hair. I mean, that's all yeah. it is. So it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to like just DM the guy until he breaks and, and hits gotcha. me up. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not sitting here like he'll come to me or he needs to come to me. That's not it at all. I just don't, I don't, you know, he, I, you can tell by that guy. He, he doesn't, I don't think he cares. Like, I don't think he, you know, he, he I don't think he, he'd either think it's hilarious and stupid or he just, he, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you react. Um, I, my, the guys get on me all the time about reaching out to him because I, People ask for that collab video all the time, yeah. and, and to be fair, I mean that would be hilarious. Um, I picture like you know caddying for that guy in a pro am or something, and how ridiculous that, that could be. But like you know, I, I don't know. I just um, we tried hard to just like organically kind of meet these guys and not and not treat them like they're you know some something other than a guy that's just really good at, at what they're good at. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, these guys don't, they, they gotta, you know, it's the nature of what they do, but if they're not going to like hang out and have a beer with people they feel like are, are like ooing and awing over them mm -hmm. to talk to you and thank you for the support, they're going to keep it moving. You know, they, they don't want, you know, I don't think anyone really, I'm great. Thank, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, we just you know they're just guys that are really good at golf, right. and I mean at the end of the day that they don't want to be treated like some something other than that, right? So we just we try to just treat them like <laughs> like it's a guy named Max or a guy named Pat, mm -hmm. and not oh my god that's Max home I can't believe we're playing around with them. It's like right, it's cool. It's not like you sit here and belittle what we're doing, but it's also like you can't. I'm not gonna sit and fanboy the guy. Yeah, because he's a good, he's a nice guy. He's a cool dude. You know, I like hanging out with the guy. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't. You know. I don't need to scare him. Like, yeah. How that whole match? How that whole match come together? Did you guys reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? Or um, um, how does so something like that materialize? Yeah. So I met him for the first time at Wells Fargo up in uh, D.C. this year. Right. Um, Bo Hostler and his caddy, Big Wave Dave. Uh, big Wave kind of followed the show and been a big supporter of ours for a little bit when he was even on um, Sam Ryder's bag. Um, so, and they've, and Bo and him have done video, like done a video, um, collab video before I came on. So, obviously it was close tournament. I was going to go up there with um, Chris Palmer, who you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was like, hey, we're going to play a practice round and 10 a.m. on Tuesday, um, come walk with us, whatever. So I go up there, and he's Bo is playing with Max and Joel Damon. So I, you know, I, I was gonna just walk outside the ropes and like talk to him. Big waves, like get the hell in here. So he calls me in. I'm just walking up the fairway for not nine holes with these guys. So that's kind of when I met Joel. But Joel had seen some of the content. Um, the one like. Bob does a good job of, well, good job, but he videos when I have conversations with my wife 
inevitably I've done something wrong or I've you know I got too drunk and I didn't call her or whatever it is. So he's secretly so, and, they, and I'm just getting chewed out and I'm just taking it. And, and Joel had seen that video and just he came up to me at the range. He's like, "You're that Pat Perez guy." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're Joel Damon." He's like, "Yeah." It's like that video of you, your wife, like laying into you is when like that's some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. Like that's my life. Like I totally get that. I was like, "Yeah." You know, what do you do? But I hadn't met Max at that point. So somewhere, you know, we're, we're walking through nine holes and kind of, you know, meet him. And um, his caddy, Joe, knew who we were. Because we had played foreplay right after Max did his video with them. So, and, and, and Max beat them in a playoff, and then we ended up beating him. And Joe had seen that and sort of said, like, oh, he's in that space. He played them right after. And I think I made a joke to Max at some point on, like, the eighth hole. I was like, I was like, um, I was like, Max, um, you know, we, we kind of have, you know, our golf games are kind of similar. We both beat Riggs or something like that. And he's like, and that's where it stops. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Um, so sort of saw him in Memphis, um, caught up again. I introduced him to everybody else at that time, and we just sort of stayed in touch with him. He, he's, he's got a very, you know, he, he was on Twitter for a long like time, pretty actively. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, he gets the game and the, and the social media aspect of stuff. So we just sort of stayed in touch with him, and we eventually were like, hey, we, we, should, we should do a video. Like, people want it. And, you know, he's just such a good dude and, and just likes to have fun that he was willing to do it. And... Found a couple days where he, right after Shriners in Vegas, um, he was back in Scottsdale. He wasn't going to go to Japan for the Zozo because his wife was pregnant. They've since had a child. Um, so it was like kind of worked out that we found some time. We're like, all right, we got to get to Scottsdale. We got to get this done. And I'm glad we did. It's by far the best video we've, we've put out um, production wise. The match itself was, was good and close. And you know, he almost shot fifty nine, which is unbelievable to see um, first firsthand. Those guys are so good; yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, and you know, we lose two and one to a sixty, and we're sitting there thinking like we would have we would have beat anyone in the world today, except this guy shooting a sixty. You know, it should have been fifty nine. It's nuts. But we hope that that's sort of how these sort of things come about. Is um, and this one's big for us because, you know, we, we've talked with Joel Damon and, and Keegan we're close with. And, you know, we, we talked to you know, Spieth as, as, you know, kind of gotten a relationship with him. And it's, it's hard to, like, say, hey, we want to do this video. We don't have an example to show you, but we think it'd be really good. Now we can, you know, and they've all been down for it, but it just hasn't gotten steam to get done. And now I feel like we can sort of point it at something and say, like, it'd be like this. Like... And I think Max was, you know, Max seemed to have a good time. We had a great time. So, you know, I think he'll say that to people that like, yeah, you got to do the video with them. It's a lot of fun. And that'll kind of, I think, I, we hope that this sort of opens the floodgates of doing similar matches with people. Because the stuff we do, the three of us, I mean, it does great and, you know, it builds our following. But it, there's just something about collabs with the pros or other, you know, foreplay or good good or whoever it is that sort of links, merges two audiences in, in two groups and, and it just sort of blows everybody up and it's, it's good for everyone so um, we'd like to do more of those we're at a stage in golf media too where everybody's trying to make it fun yeah for the for the, for the, for the demographic that everybody's trying to get that 25 to 45 those guys out sure. there um, you know it's, it doesn't want to be stodgy I mean, it, it's nice that there's this sort of space out there for stuff like this versus just oh we're just going to do a traditional interview with Max Home on CBS or the whatever yeah you know? and I mean at the end of the day those guys are at work right they they are they're there to make a living and play good golf that's how they get the bills paid I and mean, there's there's an advertiser aspect of it of being good in interviews and, and, and likable sure but you still have to perform to get to put yourself over the edge, right? You can't be a likable guy that's just making cuts. That's not going to get you an AT and T deal, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're likable and you start winning, then you know that stuff comes along. So, I, you know, I Bo Hostler's a perfect example. I think your average golfer watching the PGA Tour from Thursday to Sunday would not think that Bo Hostler is bringing much to your TV necessarily, but outside of like off of those rounds of golf, he's hilarious. 
and him and his caddy are some of the funniest guys we've ever run into. But you would never know that because and and look, should should you? I mean, he's working. Yeah. Right. He, 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 the game of golf, you know, is is so much focus based and going through your process and staying in the moment and staying in the in the you know in your in your bubble that like how do you put on a shit like can't ask those guys to, to compete against the Justin Thomases of the world and then put on a show at the same time. It's not really fair. And, you know, I, I think that's just the nature of golf competition as opposed to, um, you know, a football where, you know, you can celebrate a touchdown and you can celebrate a sack and there's these moments where you get to, like, kind of start over. You don't really have that in golf. Like, you're grinding out there. And some guys can make it happen in, in theatrics, but you, you're not going to put on a show for 18 holes yeah. and win a golf tournament. It's just not going to no, happen. It's too hard. It's too hard. So, you know, I think that it's good for the game of golf that um, it doesn't just feel uptight of what, you know, if someone just watched PGA Tour, didn't have access to any other of the content that's around the golf space, you could assume that it's sort of an uptight sport, totally serious, and, like, it might turn off a set of people. Um, but, you know, you, you try to highlight the everyday golfer that's that works during the week and, and, and all ranges of jobs, from an executive Fortune 500 company to a, you know, a blue-collar... You know, union guy, they're all working to be able to go play whatever golf course it is on Saturday with their boys and have some drinks and, and, and have fun. I mean, right? You, some guys go out short and, and want to win money, they want to gamble, that's why they play. But 90% of the guys that play on the weekends just are doing it because they enjoy it and are having a good time with their friends. And it's the only thing that they can convince their wives that, you know, is four hours worth of time. Right? You know hours. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Four hours. Four hours. Yeah. Where I play, so, my wife's like, you're not going to be home for dinner, are you? Exactly. Like, so, uh, that's the you. part of golf that's real. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the majority, right? So you just try to, you just highlight that. And we're not like, you know, it's, it's bizarre because it's not like we thought about this and like sat down and did it. It's just like, let's do what we love to do and let's see if anybody else cares to watch us do it. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, you know, Bob's a character, Cole Cuts is a character. I have some of that in me for sure. And people just see, you know, they say, that, you know, I see, you know, that you're like my buddy, whoever, like, you remind me of my buddy, whatever, and, and and they can kind of see their groups and their friends in us or themselves in us, you know. And, and hopefully, you know, we do an eighteen fireball challenge or something like, <laughs> you know, they go home and they try to do it with their buddies and like, you know, we, we don't probably don't recommend that one particularly, <laughs> but you know, just sort of like, all right, they did that challenge, let's go do it with our buddies and like post something about it. Like we love that. Uh, or give us an idea of what you, what do you do that that would be fun and like we'll do, you know do that so there's so much that can happen with this stuff and um, avenues in it I mean I'm I'm still learning the whole landscape um, but it is fun I know that and um, people seem to enjoy watching it and yeah that's it where did the uh, Euro stuff come from. Where? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I uh, basketball fan. You know, I did, but I'm short, so I didn't play too much. Um, I got a buddy that like just does it randomly, and um, it's fun to do. I don't know why. It's just a lot of fun to do. It's like playing, you know, it's like a better air guitar, and um, so I, I just I just broke it out one time in a video for like birdies and. Um, I don't know, like, it caught on. I thought it was just some stupid thing I did one time where people just kept, you know, calling it out. And I was like, all right, I guess this, this is going to be my thing. Um, it's just a fun way to kind of celebrate what it is. Yeah. And I think it's another just thing that makes playing golf fun, right? It doesn't, it doesn't need to be, you know, uptight. And just, it just adds a little fun, brings in a different audience even. I don't even know, like... It's it's something dumb I did. Right. It's gone on, and I'm gonna keep yeah, doing catch, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when did uh, the merch uh, store start? Oh, too early. Too um, early. Yeah, okay. way too early. Um, it's Chris again. Chris Palmer. He works with you guys okay. a little bit. Yeah. He he 
kind of stood up my site, built the whole thing. He does the, even the designs. Um, I gave him kind of a high level look of what I thought my what I wanted my logo to look like with kind of the the hair and the kind of silhouetted face. Mm-hmm. And you know, I if it's incredible the drawing that I showed him is so horrible and for him to take it and make it into kind of what I was thinking I just said I don't I can't do it um but I think he saw it like I don't even know even like Pinehurst like way way early um before even foreplay so honestly way earlier than it should have been um but he was right I mean scrambling after the foreplay video dropped to then build the store to get you know to, to meet the demand that happened instantly like we would have missed we would have there would have been delay there for sure so to kind of it, it, it was very slow and stagnant and just sort of like I'm paying for a website for no reason type thing into like alright like we, we're ready to go and we can add designs to it and it's sort of grown and grown and I mean I yeah it's it's um it's 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 a real thing now. Um, you know, it's it's, it's you know, probably 200, 250 orders a month. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so I mean, it's it's fairly substantial. I don't I don't really plug it that much. Um, I'm very cognizant of like selling um, all the time on my platform. I don't. I want to put out golf content. I don't want to. I don't want my story just to be links to buying things constantly. Gotcha. Um, I think that gets old, and, and, and you know, I, I don't like buy it. Buy it, buy my stuff if you like what I'm doing and you want to and you want to support it. But like, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna. That's not priority it. number one. No, it's not. I mean, look, it's not. I'm not. You know, I, I at that time, that's all that Perez was was merch. But at this point, like that's that's not what I'm not a merch. I'm you know I don't sell merch. Bepperiz isn't a guy that sells merch. You know I make content and I also have that merch have side of it. Yeah. yeah, and we have the have a day stuff that is related to Bob the Sports that's outside of what I'm doing, and then um, coming out with this uh, breezy golf apparel line um, in, a, in a week actually. Okay. Um, which, which is which is exciting for us to sort of put our designs into like golf wearable stuff instead of just you know hats and t-shirts and things like kind of create a um, you know our vibe on the golf course through uh, polos and hoodies and quarter zips and stuff like that and, you know you see that from groups like Four Play and Good Good they you know kind of get into that space and, you know it's just another way for us to kind of you know grow closer to our, our audience right so we're excited for that it's going to be a lot of fun to to work on those things it's, it's it's I've never been involved in, in clothing design um, never really had an interest in it but it is kind of cool to, to build designs and kind of see the final product of it and make it something that I would wear you know I, I kind of had to you know you have to pick and choose your style across stuff and to be able to like build with exactly the kind of stuff you would wear from start to finish is kind of fun oh you know one more for you right now mm-hmm. and I'll let you eat but no, where do you kind of see this going, maybe in the short term and the long term? What what what's kind of your vision and you, and, and the team's vision of where, where this might go? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I think we are, for good or bad, really enjoying the moment, um, and we haven't we haven't had too many high level discussions about what the future holds. Um, I think that we're having fun. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, um, get ahead of our skis at all. And I don't think we want to not enjoy what we're doing because we're so focused on what's going to come. Um, and that, and that's probably a good excuse to say we haven't thought about it and we should. Um, but we just sort of keep doing what we're doing. Um, more of these collab videos. Um, you know, we, we enjoy working with a lot of the brands that we work with. Um, you know, one of them is like Prize Picks, like a gambling platform. And, you know, we kind of, you know, for better or for worse, enjoy that kind of uh, party bet mentality where we can all get together and watch a game and, and have something on the line and kind of build relationships with, with whoever that is. And, get more into golf in that in that sense and then um, I think you know we're, we're, we're very excited about this apparel line and what it could 
could grow into if, if we do it the right way. And, and um, yeah, I think it's so early. I think we've only, they've only been doing this for about a year. And, um, you know, for me, it's only been four months. So it's interesting, you know, we might have ideas, but we, you know, it's not until like the outside world kind of looks at us and says we think they would be really good for that this thing or that thing like we just did uh, uh, the Golf Channel did that like Tito Shorty's Classic last year at, um, in Austin with, uh, for the golfers so we did that this year with, um, with Keith Mitchell Bo Joel and Higgs and it was three of us and Amanda uh, Balionis Renner and um so that that's going to be a golf channel special in January. Oh, cool! A TV thing. So, you know that that's something that like, you know, maybe we wouldn't have sat together and thought about doing as far as like hosting uh, a TV special. Um, but you have Tito's that's that you know you have these things that rec- that see what we're doing and saying that they would be really good to do this. So yeah. those sort of things pop up and we're like, oh, that that sounds awesome. And, you know what day that airs? Um, it's early to mid January. Okay, I, I don't think they have. A, I don't think they have a specific date yet. Gotcha. Because okay. it's still like it. It just depends on. Um, it's either going to be thirty minutes or an hour, depending on the the content that they've gotten out of it. So it's called the Tito's uh, Tito's Shorties Classic. Tito's Shorties Classic. Okay, cool. So more of that stuff. I mean, like anything that we can we can do that's a little bit. You know, that's content outside of our channel uh, is a lot of fun to do. Um, you know, I, we had some opportunities um, to do sort of like simulcast, like, you know, on course reporting type things. Um, that would have been a lot of fun, but it probably wasn't the right opportunity. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's such a you know. I've always been a goals guy, right? And yeah. I'm black and white, and um, you can kind of see a trajectory in, in, a, in a place of business and a job that you want to get. But like, it's such a it's such a wild, wild west still that it's so hard to be like this is where we see ourselves in, in six months. Like, I want to be I want to be a senior content creator. Like, what what is it? What, what there's no promotion. Like it. It's, it's very bizarre. You just hope we can grow our audience, um, keep making new content, um, work with brands that we're excited about doing things with, um, and the content that comes out of those brands, and just sort of, you know, entrench ourselves into the world of golf um, in the way some of these other groups have, um, where we can kind of show a different side of the tour, and to the game that isn't, you know, isn't all serious and buttoned up. Gotcha. I, I, I lied. I have to ask you one more. Yeah, you Because you wanted to mention about it, the, the uh, scholarship. Yeah. You want a VSGA scholarship? Yeah, it's crazy. We have a FEP resident out scholarship perhaps. I know. That, road, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good thing. That's something I should be focused on, that's being a, able to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, I would love to. I, I mean, yeah. golf, the, the game of golf is opened so many doors for me and and obviously this has changed my life but even before all this the, you know, the experiences the people that I've met um, being able to play in college you know having Tom Barry at, at Lakeside as, as somebody that had a big impact on my life I think anybody that knows Virginia golf and Richmond golf knows how good of a guy he is and, and um, yeah I mean it, it's I've given, the game has given me so much that um, and, and the scholarship's a perfect example um, that, you know, I, I want to be able to, to, to return that back to the game and then to, to, to the future of the game and the people, you know, people like me that, that were me when I was growing up. Um, because it is, there's so much, there's so many positive things that happen around golf and on a golf course, um, in business, outside of business. It teaches you great you know, it, it teaches you to be a good person, to be honest. Um, there's so many life lessons outside, you know, during a round of golf that aren't hitting a golf ball straight yeah. that, that are real. And, um, you know, the scholarship itself was a big impact for me um, and my family, for sure. But even just the process of, of, of applying, getting 
or letter of recommendation, sitting down and thinking about what I want to say of why I think I should am deserving of this or why it would help me. The process of that at that age um, was was sort of out maybe outside of my comfort zone, but in in, in the best possible way. Like I've got to learn. You got to learn to. You know, communicate the things that you want. You need to learn to go to some, you know, an elder and 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 ask for them to, you know. And you need to have carried yourself in a way that that person wants to speak highly of you. So, you know, that the process was almost more beneficial to me as a person than even the the financial benefit of getting it. Like even if I hadn't. Even if I hadn't been selected, it, it was a positive experience to, to go through the process. Um, and I and I even you know I remember it being uncomfortable, and it wasn't until later that I realized that was good um, to do that. So yeah, I mean that, that that's what that was the impact that I that I remember from it. Um, and I think that that's a positive thing. I don't think it's supposed to be easy to you know to. You know, it shouldn't just be an online form that you just check the box like you would, you know, if you were buying a you know, toilet paper, right? It, it, there needs to be a process that goes into it. Just, you know, it's almost, it felt like, it felt like applying for a job before I ever really did, right? Um, so I think there's, there's good, good things there. And, you, and it's something to be, you know, it's, it's something to be proud of. Um, that, like, kind of something that, that was for, like, an award or something for me that, you know, that I could, you know, attribute to the things that I had done in, in junior golf or in the world of golf up to that point. Um, so, you know, it, it, had, it was all positive. Awesome. We want to thank Nick again for his time in helping put this story together. It was a unique tale for a VSGA member and one that was pretty fun to write, to be honest with you. Head to Instagram and follow at TheFatPerez and at Bob does sports to follow along with the journey as the crew continues to ride the wave into 2023. Again, those Instagram accounts are at the fat Perez and at Bob does sports. Oh, and if you're at the Keswick grill at any time, get the Nashville chicken sandwich. You won't be disappointed. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, so long.